Silent DJ asks, does Howie actually think Tesla doesn't make any money on cars? Or is it like Sam's wishful thinking and says Pfizer stock is going to dump because they do evil shit? If he could break down his position with data, that would be great. First of all, that was very passive aggressive with data. <laughs> this is a show about feel, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see we how much money it. that makes you. to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies, where banking fatties, another week, another week, big bucks, no whammies, maybe whammies, I don't know. Johnny, how are you? I'm good, buddy. Just us in the studio today. Just us in the studio. What uh, a couple of these cats are on the Zoom. Joining us from New York City. Howie Dewey, how are you? Howie! I'm great, brother. How's here on LA? point. How's it going? Can we be honest? Howie might have the best hair in the world. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that thing. I'm that jealous. thing is thick. And That's just... all I got. I got a haircut the other day, man. What and, is uh, this? Queer Eye for Cash Daddies? Yeah. What, what's going on? Speaking of Queer Eye, welcome Chris Neff. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be here. Okay, guys. Uh, Howie, how was your week? It's a good week, man. Good week. A uh, lot going on. Made a couple <laughs> trades here, there. Um, wild week, man. Wild week in the, uh, in the uh, financial market. Big time. Yeah, things, I can't even talk right now. I think I got a haircut and they took some brain cells out of my. Yeah, head. well, I mean, you didn't have a lot started, so it's like it might be just par for the course. Uh, well, but that's I'll tell you fine. what it is. It's listen. I've got to get this off my chest right now. Walking around New York, you come back, you get a haircut, and literally, it's like walking with a thousand landmines across two blocks. There's too many fucking dogs on this earth, <laughs> and I, I think dogs are great. If you live, say, in the suburbs or on a farm, but there's too many fucking dogs in New York and these owners think that they have special rights. So you're like tripping on leashes. You're walking by. You accidentally kick a dog. They yell at you. Um, I'm with you, dude. And uh, too we're, many dogs. And we're, we're getting to the point where people don't think they have to clean up their dog shit, no, especially if no. your dog takes a, a grown man shit have you ever yeah. walked by a dog shit and you're like that's the size that grown men drop into do toilets you need yeah. to pick that up you can't just move on like there's nothing there and you know it's these fucking progressive dorks that when they're dumbass dogs that they think should be able to vote in the next election right you can just tell that and it's just like it's so annoying pick up your dog shit man like a human yeah, I pick team. up I pick up sweeters when I walk him. I don't just leave little Lincoln logs on the sidewalk. Yeah, because you're a human being. Yeah. Yeah. It's really ridiculous, <laughs> man. It's like, you know, they'll look around like nobody's wet and your dog just shat right on the middle of a sidewalk. It's like, you know, I've come close to just me like I'm gonna go over there and just I know what's wrong, but I'm gonna grab her by and she's 75 years old, but I'm gonna grab her by the back of the head and rub her nose in it. I mean <laughs> 
People yeah. are garbage. I was behind somebody at a stop sign and he threw an entire burrito out and it almost hit my truck. And I'm just like, what is this? What are we doing? This is fucking it's just garbage. Yeah, there's been some failures of society because there's no consequences for actions anymore. That's no, it. And, and, and you know, when it culminates today, you got this, You and this is going to hit the financial markets, this whole Roe versus Wade uh, if if they legalize this in those whatever however many states, then you're going to stop these companies from moving in. They're not going to want to build there. And look, man, I, I'm not political in any way, but if you have a dick and balls, you can't tell a female what the fuck to do. No, well, you're a, never going to get blown. It's like you, you know, and, and I'll go so far as to say that. Look, let's say you have a kid that maybe you didn't want, and and if that kid at the age of two is truthfully, if you got his teachers telling you he's an asshole, if his friends say he's an asshole, every parent should be allowed just once, throw that two-year-old kid in the middle of a swimming pool, leave for 15 minutes, and let's just see what happens. Okay, so Howie, okay. so far you said you're going to fucking hit elderly people, and now you're <laughs> you're ch- killing children. Not hit elderly people, just put their face in the shit so that they clean it up next time. Well, well I don't know if we want to go into murder here, okay? But, that's not, you know, hey, if the kid can swim, he's got I, I already have people asking how to play Roe v. Wade, and they're like, is this the time to go out and buy a company that sells prophylactics? I mean, what's how do we make money off this? What do you guys? I mean, like this thing just is just nuts to me. First of all, I mean, since everybody else has given their opinion, I I don't even get to what the issue is. It's the government it's doesn't issue. tell you what to do with your body. That's it. That's it. Well, no, but you know what the issue is. The issue is that some people think that that fetus is another body, right? And it just gets a, with the vaccine. Everyone's worried about the elderly and your grandma dying. And then with the uh, with this, it's like the unborn baby. It's always about other people. And like, I'm not getting into it. I get it. My stance is clear. But if you can, um, this is I. I have to have respect for people, and I, you know, I. I've heard a number of people make this argument. I think this is probably the best argument to to empathize with the the pro-lifers. If they really think that that's a a life, like a genuine human then life, then they shouldn't have abortions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's for the, that's yeah. that's they shouldn't they're, have abortions. No, but they should fight. They should fight like it's a murder, and that's what they're doing. That's why they get so wound up about it because they think it's a murder. But at the end of the day, I just telling you that I'm yeah, not. Retarded. I don't want. I personally I don't want the government ever telling me what I can and cannot do with my body. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, this summer is going to be uh, violence in the streets over this because this is such yeah. a big deal for so many people. And maybe, they want this. They want people in the streets screaming and yelling. Because it's the election again people. and they just yeah. can't win. They this can't win. This is for midterms. This is uh, the Democrats. Serious question, because I did get readers asking. They were like, is this a play you can make on a company that uh, does birth control? I mean, are we going to see, you know, uh, certain pharmaceutical companies go up because they no. are? No. 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 What, what it will. Here's how it's going to affect uh, those. We lose them? No. It, it's okay. going to affect those states by, you know, companies like Amazon. Uh, large companies are going to be forced to take a stance. You know, they're going to have yeah. to take a stance. Are, are you pro or are you against? Because they're not going to build a new factory right. in those states. And if we've seen, though, if we've seen something, and, and again, uh, again, 
I'm not in, in, listen, what we've seen with when you go woke, which is doing this, pulling your business out of these states, it hurts you financially. It really does. We've well, it seen hurts the it states. Well, it hurts the states. in this case, though, if we're talking about. It hurts the states. Well, if you're, woke, if you're like, I'm going to pull out my businesses out of Alabama, right? Oh, because they're, they have an anti-abortion Let's law. just say that. Okay. There's but a, that's not woke. That, but that will be considered woke. Oh, I'm I see what you're you. saying. Got it. It will yeah, be no, you're considered right. woke. Well, yeah, the problem right. is it, ki- it kills those states because it kills the tax base. <laughs> and those companies are paying a shitload in property taxes, which goes to the school systems. And when those things pull out, when those businesses pull out, it gets worse. And those aren't the states that need it. Fucking Alabama and Mississippi they don't need their education to go lower than it is right now. I mean, what the fuck? They're going to be teaching. I, I understand that's, seats. and this is all done purposefully in my humble opinion, because the midterms are coming mm-hmm. and they don't. And I, I guarantee the Democrats are looking at this and going, what the, f- we, we are bottom barrel fucking with these, with these polls where we are, we're rating so low there's and that's what they have to do they have to fucking create this chaos so here's here's my question who was the leak was it from a conservative judge or was it from a liberal judge because my money is a liberal liberal judge leaked it of course well not even a liberal judge i think a liberal clerk yeah it's gotta be somebody right and this is being done purposefully but here's the whole thing i know this is a different podcast and i've talked about it on other podcasts so sorry if you listen to all mine and you're hearing me say the same thing but you know, for me, dude, it's like Kavanaugh, dude. Everyone wants to make Kavanaugh this conservative guy. He worked with the Clintons during fucking Whitewater. Dude, there, there is no republic. There is no conservative. There is no liberal. It's all fucking the elites protecting themselves. And this is so bad on one side for the globalists. They're losing on so many fucking. Uh, areas and agendas that they need chaos like this so real quick giant before you bring something up is that there's also a giant pfizer dump just dumped right now which is saying that they've known this thing didn't work that it had a 12 percent fucking success rate and this is a great way to get people not to fucking focus on the people that force you to get vaccines and all that stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff at work right now. The Ukrainian narrative is dying, dude. Uh, so COVID's dying. The Ukrainian stuff is dying. They're trying to bring back mass in New York City. They're like, oh, we just raised our threat level of COVID I don't yeah, know. But they're not bringing back. They're not bringing back. I hope back. not because they tried to do it in Philly and it didn't work. And they're and trying all these games. Because it was up 2% today. Okay, man. I'm just telling you, brother, that that's what just happened. And these are things that are at work as well. There are a million decisions that most of us have to make every day. There's already a lot on our minds. The last thing we want to be doing is spending a ton of energy on thinking about what to wear. Cuts Clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts. So you can throw one on and look great without ever thinking twice. Every cut shirt is designed for a modern, tailored fit, and they're insanely comfortable. Plus, Cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp. They've got tees, hoodies, polos, and more. So you can stop bouncing between brands to shop for different shirts. I know how he came in raving about their Henley-style shirt, and Sam, I mean, literally hasn't stopped wearing their hooded sweatshirt since he got it. 
Cuts has totally given the traditional outdated t-shirt category a kick in the ass. They made it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you get the perfect style. You want a long sleeve Henley? That's no problem. Short sleeve crew neck? They've got that too. They've even developed their own fabric that will stand the test of time. Their patented fabric won't shrink, pill, or fade over time in the wash. Plus, it's crazy how soft it is. Do you hear that? I'm rubbing my cut shirt into the microphone. You don't hear it, right? That's how soft it is. How is it this soft? It makes no sense. Okay. Join hundreds of thousands of guys who've made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with cuts. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash cash. That's C-U-T-S clothing.com slash cash for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Um, we need to discuss uh, Elon Musk because it's been a hot topic around here. Sam, you weren't here last week, but as you know, Howie and I thought differently about how this was going to go down. And it turns out he's coming out and he's basically saying um, he is looking for more money on this deal. Yeah. So he wants to put in less money because as we discussed before, he put in a certain amount of cash and then the rest of uh, uh, Tesla stock, which would be on margin. So this deal is not done. Uh, the no. stock is live. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on, you know, where we see the stock moving forward. And also, uh, where's this money going to come from? Well, you know, if you're asking me, my opinion is that I think uh, this is a big play you know, I mean, like Elon Musk is, and Johnny and I, I'm actually doing an episode on him on Thursday on my other podcast. And, you know, Elon Musk is. Oh, I thought that was Tim for. Yeah, on my other podcast oh, on oh, Thursday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. And uh, Elon Musk is like one of the top DOD, um, you know, contract players. You know, he. So there's this thing called 203, which is a Title 203, I believe it's called. And it's basically. Or 230, excuse me, Johnny. It's a Title 230. Mm -hmm. And it basically protects these platforms from uh, being sued for content on their website. Their whole thing is like they're not a publisher. They're just a conduit. I don't know what the word is. but um, Yeah, well, that's that's the thing that is the reason they don't like <coughs> to moderate stuff. Is because right. So their whole thing is like we them. can't. We, we don't control everything that's put out as long as it doesn't break the law. Section 230. Yeah. So now, Section 230. So now a lot of people think this might be used to take that back, which would destroy the internet, everybody. It would just annihilate the internet, which I think these people have no problem doing because they've lost the narrative. So that's my opinion. I, I, I do agree with uh, Elon Musk in some stuff where like, I think the internet would be way better off if you had a, a name and a basically some way to prove who you are with your account. So that would take away all this trolling, all Absolutely. this negativity on the internet because people's names and careers would be associated. And as somebody who does this for a living, I, I go, oh, that'd be the worst thing ever. Well, you, then you have something to hide. I kind of agree with you, but think, Except about, for it, th think about it this way, though. If it uh, Doesn't that make it just so much easier 
for the government to round up political dissenters, you know, fine. Hey, look at this great list well, we Johnny, got here. Johnny, they know of who you who are, anyways. I mean, let's face no, it. No, you can you can anonymize yourself. You yeah, but can. okay. So Not really, they got your cell phone. No, baby. if you know what you're doing, you can anonymize. Right? Yourself, How many like people can do that? They do yeah. know what okay. you're doing. I mean, I I, I just I, I think more. I think volunteering more information to the anybody i think they have you i mean like they got you your id they got your social security number i mean like i'm sorry i like i i wish there was a way to keep anonymous uh people anonymous but let's face it it's abused really badly right now it's like it's beyond like right now twitter is beyond toxic right now because of the subject matter, but you it's, think it's going to get better with? The, I don't think it'll get any better as far as like the nastiness. I don't think it that'll get. Well, I, I I I think people will have opinions, but I do believe that the uh, uh, unsolicited nastiness of like saying shit that people wouldn't say to your face would go away. And as somebody who's oh, can I interject here? Uh, Speaking no, of stop, talking about stop, people yeah. saying things to their face, yeah, I have sources that got back to me that say not only do you tell people yeah. that i have toxoplasmosis I, I did i say that yeah i've got it right here somebody sent me the video okay let me see where i said that uh I, do you mind if i just play it sure play it okay have you been checked for have you gone to a doctor been checked for? yeah i think I, I don't know dogs and they look like they're at an animal shelter and all the dogs are actually dead so uh, listen i'm a dog expert i have a bunch of cats i have toxoplasmosis that's a parasite in the cat's fecal matter that turns you into a crazy cat lady this is great what no that wasn't an accusation he just he said you're a crazy right? cat lady yeah, what is right. wrong? That? That's that's here's the point. You want to you want to you want to have it Chris. both ways. Fail. You want to say you don't want to talk shit about fail. This is a fail, dude. You you, you failed. I'm not done. Yeah, not you that. are. You are. We voted. No, 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 You're no, no, no. wrong. Here's the thing. You're here's wrong. the thing. I don't talk shit about my friends, but when I have certain readers say, "Hey, did you know that Sam's walking around on other shows calling you a fucking cat lady?" Oh, I got a problem hold on. with that. Ho- hold on. Third person Neff on Twitter. You talk shit all the time. Oh, word on the street is no, you're the one talking all the time on Twitter. You tweet yourself all the time, Neff. All what have I said behind your back? Uh, well, Neff, see, the beauty is I just keep moving forward. I don't keep records of it. Okay, okay you know what? We're not done. Johnny, roll the clip from last week's broken simulation, yeah, please. Yeah, run that. Sure. Run that. We're kind of proud of this, so this is, we're happy to put this up. Yeah, for sure. Guys, check out broken simulation. <laughs> and we've been saying that your attention is kind of like the eye of Sauron. <laughs> That's applause. Sorry, I'm supposed to do laughter. No. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, sorry. I gotta get my sound effects. Shit. That was. I don't even know. Let's see what I have on this board. Hold on. I, I've changed them out a little bit. Oh, that's the sad music for Chris Neff. Applause. By the way, that sounds exactly like what happens to Chris and F's head. Yeah. All of these okay. sound effects. Just at once? Yeah, yeah. Play them all at once, and that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to look like you're having a good time on that episode, huh? 
Okay, so what is the issue? That's a big podcast nap that helps you with your spreading your brand. Now, here's the issue. A lot of people like getting shout out on a big podcast. <laughs> here's the issue. <laughs> it's if a little you're going to say something about me, yeah. I want you to say it to my face. Well, we, we will. You're a fucking insane person. What have I said to your okay. face? Okay. What have I said to your face? What haven't I I said to your face? You haven't said that my head (laughs) sounds like a merry-go-round music carnival ride. And you haven't said that my Don't forget Haunted House. Haunted House was next. Okay? And then a fucking stupid laugh track from a goddamn uh, vaudeville show from the 20s. Hold on. If you want to say say that, yeah. Hold on. (laughs) So... So one thing, Nap, is when you're in here and you start saying something, he has a specific sound effect for you that you have 100% enjoyed and basically co-signed him using it and actually said, Johnny, you're really funny with that, right? So do you understand the natural progression to what happened there? Do you understand that? So like nobody was talking shit. It was called a riff in the moment. I was. It's called shit. it's called crowd work, which I'm known to do very okay. well. So, and what I'm saying is, yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is, yeah. Um, I'm not cool <laughs> with it. And if I was like you, I would challenge you to a fight for charity. Please. But, oh my but, God! Please fight. Please. No, fight. no, no, Johnny. Johnny. I think Chris might be problems. He's season. long for you. Chris Johnny, is long. You Johnny. Fun. I am a pacifist, so I have a compromise, okay? I am willing, okay, to challenge sword fight, Sam. Sword fight? Oh, sword fight. Do a yeah. sword fight? Dick no. fight? Oh, no. no. Dick chicken. Here's what I'm willing. I'm willing to challenge Sam Dickin. to a skee-ball tournament. Oh, God. Okay? No. And the he win- would love listen, it. Some balls listen. going in the holes. Uh, no, just love no, that. no skee-ball. The, the winner... The winner donates $100 of Hostess stock, which ticker is Twink, okay, to a reader in the Patreon. I'll do so, that anyways. I'll give okay, $100 so, to Twink. So we have a ski ball off. I, I will not be ski balling. What? Oh, well, it's got to be a contest right, How much time we just wasted talking about All right, yeah, so yeah. let's get into something else. Nobody wants to do that now. Yeah, Chris, if we were going to go into things, we could go into your behavior this past week. Oh, we're not snaps. Gonna do that, so. It's getting spicy on daddies. But anyways. Dude. Let's. let's, let's I want to hear this though. We got to look to- at his dimples. You know, Neff's upset when the dimples come out, <laughs> right? When the dimples come out, the fist coat will go flying with Chris Neff. Look at that, dude. Look at that. You're afraid so, to fucking see me on the skee ball court. That's I obvious. really am. The skee ball Ninety percent of this country doesn't know what the fuck skee ball is. <laughs> it sounds like some weird. Like, are we doing lines? What, Nobody's been to Chuck ball. E. Cheese That's before. One of his boyfriend <laughs> it sounds on like his testicles. So, all the things you just pulled out. The 175th most popular game in the world. I'm, I can do shuffleboard. I can do badminton. You name it, I'll be there. Around the world, tech companies are innovating and driving returns for investors. Our crowd analyzes companies across the global private market and selects those with the greatest growth potential and then brings them to you. 
From personalized medicine to robotics to cybersecurity, where companies spend $150 billion annually, our crowd is identifying innovators so you can invest when growth potential is greatest. That's early. Our crowd is the fastest growing venture capital investment community. Our crowd's accredited investors have already used the platform to invest over $1 billion in growing tech companies. 21 of the portfolio companies are unicorns, and many of our crowd's members have benefited from over 50 IPOs or sell exits of portfolio companies. Now you can invest in Sotero which has developed a patented new approach to data protection that eliminates the gaps of traditional methods, securing any data asset, whether it's on-premise or in the cloud. Sotero is trusted by one of the world's largest pharmaceutical companies. Explore Sotero's potential at ourcrowd.com cash. You can join our crowd for free at ourcrowd.com slash cash. Join the fastest growing venture capital investment community at ourcrowd.com slash cash. So now let's get into what's going on this week. What are some hot stories? Okay. So Buffett, Warren Buffett had his annual investor conference and there are some hot stories. Charlie Munger came out. Keep yeah. in mind, he's 94 years old. He's a fucking dinosaur. Yeah. And he basically said, uh, um, I wouldn't buy all the Bitcoin in the world for 25 bucks. I think yeah. that was the quote well, that I heard. That, that, he said it makes it makes us look bad. That's he, what he said. He's, that's an idiot who said that. I right, mean. right. I mean, listen, dude, There's we're, we're super in, let's face it, everybody's starting to work in the crypto. It's very early. There's still a lot of feeling out. There's the definite feel that they are trying to push us to get off of physical cash into digital currency. This may be the gateway to doing that. But right now, even though it seems to be in a kind of stagnant point right now, right, that... People have made a lot of money. I mean, dude, ask the IRS. I'm about to get my dick kicked in when they give me my final numbers. And it's just the way it is. So I think it's a little ridiculous that this guy is uh, saying that, a 94-year-old. I mean, like, how long, how many times has this guy, this 94-year-old, wrote an email, right? Like, how long did it take for him to understand that? I mean, my grandparents were much younger than him, and they struggled with the answer machine message, okay? So for me, it's just like when a 94-year-old starts poo-pooing stuff, I just, like, I'm like, okay, dude, no disrespect. You lived a long life, and you had a very successful life, but the game has changed. Like, it reminds me a lot of, like, you you say that maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. I mean, that's what we got to wait and see. Um, right, he, call, he right. also called it stupid and evil, by the way. Yeah, but I, yeah, I get I that, Howie. I, I totally I said, get that. Look bad. But you know, crypto stupid has evil. made people a lot of money, and it has made it's made some people that have sold. A lot of money. Oh, shots at, fired. Shots no, fired. You need a shot fired. Bitcoin, pee, 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 it's gone pee. from 66 down to 37. And you got interest rates being raised by 50 basis points this week. It's going to happen. 
I mean, a lot of people are looking at Bitcoin, right? Don't be surprised if that thing falls below 30 over no, the next I hope it goes weeks. down yeah, to five. I mean, I, how many people do we know, if Sam, that bought it? it you at, don't hope it goes to five. I do, because I'll buy more. You hope it goes more. to five if you don't hope. He's playing the long game. He just wants to hodl and buy it when it hits five bucks again, because he thinks it'll go back up. I want to buy it if it hits five bucks. But if you... You could, I mean, if you have it at 37... Listen, Howie, I flunked first grade. I'm, I'm not you the smartest person. I admit that. I have I have opened my mind to selling some of my, my coins. I'm not against it like I used to be. You know, this thing has played out somewhat how I thought, but not as much as I thought, and that's okay. And, you know, I do think we're in a kind of crazy period where the world seems upside down so crypto hasn't been you know the trajectory i'd hoped it had been but i also made a lot of money along the way i just have and so uh again you're right howie there's not anything until you sell it that's great but i've also occurred a large amount of money that if at any moment I want to sell, and even if even if it goes down, I still made way more money. That's what I was going to ask you. What you made? You made money net, right? Yeah, of course, okay. dude. Of course. So that's my whole thing, dude. You know, and I'm blessed that you know that you know uh, my career's going great. Yeah, I played a farm last weekend, but that's okay. Uh, but the point is that things are looking good. So I totally understand what you, the, what you're saying, Howie, not this old fuck is saying. Well, and I don't even want to call it crypto anymore. What do you I want, want to call, call it? Howie? Bitcoin and Ethereum. Okay. Because if you, you look at any, look at Polygon, man. Look at, look at mana. I think look it's at a Polygon. Buck. Look at mana. Hey, how about, remember, we had those two ass clowns on the show from <laughs> governor D, what a D, D Dow. suck my dick. <laughs> DD suck my dick. Really? You remember that kid going? It's not going to go any lower than a dollar. Where's it trading at? Like fucking twenty five cents right we now. We should have him back on now. I believe. Yeah, we I should mean, have him back on. He's just dude. standing on a chair with a rope around his neck. You know, like, hey guys, dude, how's it going? If, and if you think about it, every person we've had on this show that was representing the altcoin community, it either went belly up, rug pull. I will say this: um, at least Hex is still breathing. Yeah, I think I mean, Hex is yeah. like at 18 cents right now. I mean, um, it's breathing, man. It's uh, <laughs> I saw some 17, Hex people. 18 Hold cents until right Pulse now. Chain. I mean, That's what they're all saying. Hold until Pulse Chain. Yeah, I've heard that. I go, yeah. Someone's like, you got hacks? I'm like, I sold it. They're like, <gasps> like, I just like, it was like committed the sin of sin. It's like year. a religion, well, dude. Yeah. <laughs> eventually, it's uh, going to zero. I mean, it is going to zero. I'm sorry. I, I want to continue with uh, Munger. Uh, he did sh fire some shots at Robin Hood. <laughs> And uh, he basically said the business model was disgusting. And he gets a little weird here. He says, God is getting just. There's been some justice. I don't the think stock. that's weird at all. I think that he's totally right. When you don't allow, when you don't let a business transaction happen the way that you, people fucking expect Karma. when they come on to, and you yes. are promoting it. You are never going to get their trust back. Trust let me, let me for just for the sake of argument, Absolutely. let me give you Robin Hood's response to Munger's comments. They came out and said, it is tiresome witnessing Mr. Munger mischaracterize a platform and customer base he knows nothing about. 
No, Robinhood doesn't charge commissions and does not allow day trading or short selling. We never did. He should just say what he really means. Unless you look, think, and act like him, you cannot and should not be an investor. We're happy to share our educational tools as it also seems he has lost on digital currency. Which is comical, which is yeah, fucking comical so considering Robin Hood's gone from 60 bucks a share down to 10. It's headed to bankruptcy. The only thing they trade on there is crypto, which crypto's volume is down like 70% in the past uh, year. Yeah. There's hardly any more trading in crypto right now. Yeah. So Robin Hood's done. They're done. And, uh, you know, that also gets to the manipulation of crypto markets. These giant fucking investment firms coming in and buying and everyone was super excited about it. But then they were able to manipulate it and push it down. And then, you know, I personally believe there'll be once. I mean, like we're living in this chaotic time right now and, you know, crypto going to shit and then everyone getting all their fucking tax rev tax back and seeing how much they owed people are like i know people are like i can't i don't know how i'm gonna pay this off that was a game that played dude that was a game that got played and i i'd like to i'd like to work some balls suck some cock around here because it is important that we not only because you're nap and that's what you like to do no, that we not only rec <laughs> uh, recognize our wins when we hit something, but when we also recognize our uh, stay clear away from. Stay and, clear. And how we um, told people for months uh, not to buy Teladoc. And then they reported last week and they shit the bed from trading at $56 all the way down to 29 So they almost lost 50%. And this was, an, again, one of those high-flying tech names that was booming during the pandemic. And, of course, what does Kathy Wood do? She immediately doubles down immediately after it tanks. So I think it's important that we recognize, you know, all the stocks that we've told people to stay away from. And that was one of the big ones. So congrats, Howie. That was a big deal. Well, she seems to talk about Kath Kathy Wood, she's – I can't believe talk she's about still relevant. That's lost her mental faculties. Um I, I would not have a penny invested with that lady. She's insane. I think she's lost it. And I think no, what she's, she's lost it. And she's trying so hard to get that magic back by taking these fucking super risky plays that if one of them hits, she's back into it. And then none of them are hitting. That she here's is what, just nuts. Here's what Kathy Wood is like. Picture this. Kathy Wood is that degenerate that basically started betting college football at one o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by Saturday night, he's 0 for 5. Yeah, so yeah. So then Sunday, he doubles down in the one o'clock game, loses. Yeah. Doubles down in the four o'clock game, loses. So now he's 0 for 6. So what does he do? He waits till Monday night and he loads it all on the Jets. She's straight up martingaling. He bets, he bets it all on the New York Jets. That's Kathy Woods. Right, but it's literally the martingale technique. It's I lost 10, all right, I'm putting 20 down. I lost 20, I'm putting 40 down. That doesn't work. And I just don't have any faith in her by the way she just trades so recklessly. And I, and I agree with you. I, I wouldn't touch any of her uh, portfolios right now, ARK-K, ARK-W, ARK-G, because I don't like the way she trades. Now, my question is, when is the money going to dry up? You know, well, I, oh, yeah, that's why Martingale doesn't work, right? Because there's not unlimited right. money. And the less money right. she has, the more screwed she's going to be. Isn't that our friend Jason Tebow's uh, 
gambling. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he's a yeah, moron. Kind of, That's yeah. his technique. Hey, 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 he's not here to defend himself. It is. Hey, hey, I, Howie, uh, I'm, or Chris, if you know the answer too, I'm curious. When when people place their money with uh, hedge funds and, and do they sign agreements? Like, do they have like on like how easy it is for them to get their money out? How, how does that work? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I so, mean, any fund like that, if you call and say, sell, I want out today, they have to. They have to. Okay. There's not yeah. like, yeah, your money's tied up for X amount of months. No, okay. no, no. That It's not like that would be like an insurance product, like an annuity or something where you sign a contract. And if you pull out early, you get a... Penalty, uh, right? You get a uh, a fee added, an extra fee. So why 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 is why is why does she still have a a fucking successful fund? I, that's what I don't understand. Why why is because she like- had an amazing, absolutely amazing, like eighteen month stretch where she returned an amazing amount of money. The problem is she didn't trim at the top, and she just couldn't couldn't cut her losses. So yeah. I would say she's on the hot seat, but we've been saying this for six to eight months and she still has her job. I think the lawsuits will come at some point. I, I think you'll see. I them. find that just crazy that you could sue somebody that you told them to invest your money. Well, that's, yeah, it's, it's not crazy because somebody actually reported this because she was saying she's going to five X her returns over five years or something. I don't remember the exact number. Why would and you somebody say came out and said, is this legal for her to advertise that she can do this? And I don't know the answer to that. That's wild. I mean, you can't promise anyone that that's a good way to now you're screwed. It's so you funny. Can't. Like, I have this theory that if you're advertising on Sirius Radio, you're shady as fuck. That's just my my rule. And there's this guy's and there's an advertisement where the guy's like, "Man, we pay back more than anybody. We don't care how bad the economy." And he's talking like that. <laughs> we don't care yeah. how bad the economy is. You want a five x that thing? You come down to Billy Bob's, and it's, it's like it's investing. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's that's. Crazy. And I'm Jesus just Christ. like, dude. It's just like because as soon because Brian Callen used to say this, we like, have a penny stock system. Man, we got a way. We see market trends that nobody else sees. Yeah. When I lost money, Anyone I said says never again. Yeah, it's a system. That's it, right? That's, you say you got a system, you better just turn and run. I totally agree, dude. I Anyone totally that's got agree. a system, man, I got a system. Do you guys? Would you guys like to take a look at uh, Warren Buffett's current portfolio? Because I like to look at it once a year. And he's outperformed course, everybody the past three years. Well, keep in mind. I mean, he took a lot of heat when he bailed out on all of his airline holdings. Uh, but he, here's where I give him credit. He was like, "I'm taking my loss and I'm moving on." And of course, he took that money and he put it into some winners. Johnny, do you have that uh, link I sent you with his yeah, current I, portfolio? I have the story you sent me, and I th- yeah, your Hathaway. Yeah, if you just click this. on the link, there's yeah, uh, a. We can take a look at the portfolio because I'd like to get how there it is. Howie's opinion on some of these names. Jesus. Uh, his largest holding is Apple, I believe. Um, and he I has can't a, see, you, hit, you see it? $106 billion? I mean, one, $160 billion. Yeah, okay. He's got Apple Inc. And the cost of his investment was $31 billion, And the market value now is $161 billion. He's got wow. Bank of America as his next largest holding. He got in uh, $14.6 bill, And it's worth $45.95 billion. Amex 1.29 billion to get in. He's at 24. That's a 24 X return there on yeah, Amex. Th- this guy's a wizard, man. People, anyone that bashes Warren Buffett, I just really don't yeah. like to talk 
finance with them because they're a moron. I mean, if you look at this guy's track record the past two, five, 10, 20, 50 years, he crushes people. Does he get inside information? I'm Uh sure he probably does, man. I'm sure he does. A lot of these are long-term, long-term plays though, right? I mean, these are things he's had for forever. If you want to make money, you just listen to him. The guy, the guy's a winner. Do you ever do that, uh, Howie? Do you ever just go down there and just buy all these, these different? Oh yeah, I mean, like when he started, he started pushing Coca Cola. I think it was at seventeen, and and if you look at the past twenty three X on that, if you look at the past month at the stock market, there's only two sectors that have gone up. Everything else is tanked. Uh, XL uh, XLE, the energy sector is up a little bit. And whatever consumer staples is, uh, XL, I don't know what it is, but consumer staples, which is Coca-Cola, Philip Morris, Altria, Pepsi, uh, those co- Costco, those companies have gone up and uh, energy. There's only uh, one know, loser. Exxon, Chevron, uh, Marathon Oil, um, those sectors. And that's what he, he owns shit like that, man. There's the, only the, one the loser guy. on here, Howie. It's Verizon. Isn't that interesting? There's that only is one super loser. super interesting. It's Verizon. That. Moody's, yeah, by the way, would, he got in. I would in. encourage people to take a look at this to see some of his newer investments. Look at this Moody's um, investment. You know, that are, that are, billion, $9 billion. But if you look at Verizon, it still has a 5.5% yield, so that's got to be factored in. I imagine. I, I would think it would be. Anyway, yeah, this is fascinating, Chris. Yeah, and look at look at the the uh, price to uh, uh, the, the the ratio on Moody's Corporation. Yeah, point two five. That's what I was just saying. Uh, to nine point six four billion. Wow. No, that's what he does. This dude, he just invests <laughs> in things that he understands, and he and he knows. Like I think he's very good with fundamental analysis. He knows who's running a company, whether they have good management, bad management. Does he know, have any they- kids? Oh yeah. He has kids, and he's also made it clear to them that um, they're going to get a very small inheritance. He still lives in the same house he's owned for 50-plus years in Omaha, um, and he's made it clear that the kids are not going to get a lot of money because all that money is going to charity after he dies. Respect, Warren Buffett. Respect. And by, by a little amount of money, he means they'll each get a cool bill. Probably. Yeah, each yeah. get a billion dollars. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I read somewhere that they're going to get a very paltry amount of money. I don't think they're even going to get a billion. <laughs> a billion. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. they get a billion, but who knows? What else, Neff? Uh, well, you weren't here last week, Sam, but you know we were reacting to the Twitter thing. And my pick was Digital World Acquisition Corporation, uh, specifically because Trump said he is never going back to Twitter, which I thought was bullshit. And then, of course, Elon gave me a little assist and said that um, um, what is true social media was the number one downloaded app uh, on, um, uh, you know, uh, iPhones and Google play. So as a result, I got a nice little 30% gain on yeah. digital world acquisition corp. So if you played Dwack last week, you made some money. Um, uh, so that's big news. I'm curious to see how long this is going to shake out. I know that, uh, truth is having onboarding issues as far as getting people uh, on the platform. Uh, I don't know how fast it's going to take them to get everybody that wants to be on the app on the app. So I'm really keeping my eye on that. Well, here's another one too, man. The the one company we don't like, and I don't love it, but 
it hit 173, 174 last week. And Joe Larson was on the show and he bought calls on it. The very next day, that thing went to 210. Um, he just about doubled all his calls. But look at Meta, man. I, yeah. I think the thing jumped. It's back to 212 from 170. And I will admit, I got that one totally wrong. I really thought that Meta was going to fall in line with what we've seen with Netflix, some of these really big names. And again, they're not back to where they were, you know, losing what, uh, 200 and some billion dollars in one day, the largest loss on the, uh, uh, in the history of the stock market, but they did have a nice little uh, bounce back. So congratulations to Joe. You're going to hear a lot more of Joe's picks in the future. And we are going to have him back because, uh, he definitely, definitely has some, some great plays and we'll be sharing with you those in the future. Can I ask um, you guys about truth real quick? What do you think with them? Do you think they actually have genuine scaling issues or do you think they're trying to generate what made Facebook such a success in the beginning and this this artificial scarcity, you know, this kind of exclusivity? No, they definitely have scaling issues. Well, then, that's a, people, then that's a problem. I mean, they, they, they fucked a up, huge right? Problem. It's a huge problem. Did they not take problem. on enough money? What do you think that is, you know? I think it's infrastructure. Um, I think it's uh, I, I think it's a lot harder than people think to say, I'm going to start my own social media company and just press a button and have people jump on. It takes a lot of work. And I don't think they were ready for it, but it is a nice opportunity, especially when you see uh, Elon come in and swoop in this news and saying, I'm buying it because that just gives the Trump supporters even more reason to support him. So it's going to be interesting. I haven't tried to download it yet. I do know couple people are on there, but I've also heard people say I'm on a waiting list and I can't even get on it. So yeah, that's me. We'll yeah, see. That's me. And I, and I, I do wonder though, it may work in their favor, you know, because I, in the beginning of Facebook, <laughs> everybody wanted it, but it was restricted to certain universities, you know, and then when it would go to another university, everybody would scramble to get it. And I think if they don't make people wait around too long, it could be, you know, it could work in their favor. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the problem with everything is that with this thing is like it's just going to be so one side of the discussion, and that's what some people want, though. I guess so. I guess if you want to live in an echo chamber, that's fine. When yeah. I get very nervous when I'm on Twitter and everybody on my timeline agrees with me, that says to yeah. me like the algorithm is playing tricks on me. So we'll see. I also think that in the future. Oh, I just got off the wait list. Hi. Wow, you're on? Yeah, I'm in. Johnny, wow, Johnny, that happened in real time. In, in real Let time. us know your handle on truth, Johnny. What is it, scumbag? Scumbag? I think it's just Johnny Woodard. Oh, look at you, Johnny. Congratulations. I'm super it's going to be interesting to see how many people, uh, especially in you know niche communities like comedy, are going to uh, embrace truth to bring in a fan base. I'm really curious to see uh, how this works out for a lot of people. Well, if people start to blow up and feel like they get a bit, bunch of traction on there, everyone will run there. Look at what, look at YouTube. I mean, how, how long were people like pushing back on becoming a YouTube creator, man? Oh, I'm not doing that. That's for guys who can't get anything going. And then boom, now it's the way everybody's doing it. And there's some guys who like... I think we're seeing the last of the Netflix magic right here in terms of specials, not in terms of whether the platform's going to go or not, but in terms of the specials that in the reach, right? I mean, like, just think about five years ago, how big a Comedy Central special was. And now if you almost couldn't get anybody to take it if you, if you begged them to. 
Uh, and I think that's going to happen with Netflix. They've destroyed their brand in terms of the quality <laughs> of the specials that more and more people are going to go to um, uh, YouTube and put out their specials. So that's my opinion on that. I, and I do agree that that's going to be a huge thing. Uh, just because I think there's so many great comics that have been overlooked and they've seen people like um, uh, Mark Norman. They've seen people like Sam uh, Shane Gillis. Shane yeah. Gillis, all these They've guys. taken this route and they've, they're getting like 10 million views and that translates into ticket sales on the road for them, which is a huge thing. And honestly, fucking Netflix fucked up. Because those specials are fucking great. Joe List just dropped a special last week. And I love that people are taking this independent route. Um, so we're going to see. And there's uh, this notion that like doing that, it's less than. And like for me, there's nothing more punk rock yeah. than doing it yourself. And people are well, just going to see the minute, the minute that you allow a 24-year-old, a 25-year-old to give you notes on your special... Yeah. is the minute your special isn't as special as it could be. When you go straight to consumer, okay, assuming you play by YouTube's rules, right? Then you'll fucking, that, then I think it's the most it, punk rock shit it, out there. It is punk rock, but keep in mind, there are a lot of great comics that are really good at, uh, you know, doing what they do and they're really bad at business. I definitely am one of those. Uh, at bad at business. I'm not saying I'm an amazing comic, but I'm really bad at business. So, because I, I, I don't want to play the game. I don't fucking want to be involved in the game. And it is a great outlet for people to put on their shit as opposed to being like, fuck, I didn't get my special because the girl that lip syncs to Trump just got a Netflix special, you know, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's true, man. That's but, 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 it's but. really hard to see that when you've been grinding for 10, 15 years, working on your hour, and you see that get posted, that's really tough as yeah. a comic to see. Well, because so all applaud. the rats from Viacom that sank that ship ran over to Netflix. I know a ton of people. And oh, yeah. it's just, they, because what, what happens is, and I, I, I've been talking about this on all my podcasts, and I'll just might as well talk about it here. We're about to see a real brain drain from corporate art there's going to be so many people who are like why am i going to this and it's happening now it's yeah, happening right, right now and it's just like they're never gonna what's gonna happen are these companies are gonna have to start paying people who are the creators for their stuff and not being able to like it's gonna be a glorious time in in art it's gonna be we're entering the best time ever in art. i think so and I think you're right. I think you're right. We're going to get I mean, away from 25-year-olds. I just had a conversation with a comic friend of mine who's like, I go into these meetings now, and he's yeah. like in his, he's 50, but he's killing it. And he go, and like the people come in, and they're all like 25, and she's like, and he's like, when it, when, when are they going to get there? And they're like, uh, I'm the guy. And you're like, I'm pitching to a 25-year-old who doesn't know life, right? It's just like... That's what. what well, you, you, now you're talking about all these people that got jumped up because of their diverse fucking classification. Well, it's right also now. like, you know, obviously that there's this thing there where it's like, 
there's this notion from business people that art isn't a talent or having an eye for art isn't a talent. That's insane, so yeah. anybody can do it. So you can take somebody fresh out of school, have them have a year in the mailroom, then suddenly they're taking meetings with talent and you have to mm. ask them. It's like when I used to play these fucking, these comedy clubs on the road, uh, like Funny Bones. There was this guy named Doc in Dayton that that went from like food and beverage at TGI Fridays, right? <laughs> to running a comedy club and they asking him his thoughts on comedy. Why are you asking this dude that has no clue what comedy is if it fucked him in his ass? What comedy is? And that's what you end up doing. You're just plugging and play people. And the notion yeah, and like- And then you get in the room and they're like, by the way, we love that closer of yours about dropping a patch on sweeters, but it's not right for us. Yeah. So yeah. can you just change a few words around and we'll yes. do a deal with you? 100%. Fuck no. that. And the final I, thing, because the guest is here, the final thing I'll say this is like, Mitzi was very unique how much shit she got, but she got a lot right. And this notion that everybody can be an eye for talent is fucking laughable. So that's all I got to say. Uh, let's go on to- We should say that is a talent. That is an a talent. eye for talent is a talent. And, yeah, and like we're in LA, I don't know what's happening in New York. We're seeing this diversity shit. And that says to me that you don't know talent. That you're just plugging and playing at this point. Well, it just waters down. You know, it, well, well, what? It's not that those people- aren't funny they're all funny a lot of they're these, not all funny a lot of them are though they're really funny but it's all the same thing we're just seeing cookie cutter shit like i said sarcasm and fucking irony are fucking dead languages in la nobody understands them and it's like hurting comedy and these people yeah. don't get it because it used to be and uh, please let the guests in it used to be you you would do all your edgier shit in LA and they have to go on the road and dumb it down. Now it's the exact it's the, opposite. You're absolutely it's opposite. right. It's, it's the opposite. You, you, do, you do things in New York that are considered not cool because it's just not woke. You do the same jokes, same 10 jokes in New York on a Thursday night and then go to Miami or Cincinnati yeah. or Dallas the very next day, and those jokes crush. Right? It's been completely flipped. All right, so our guest is here, so let's get into it. Howie, why don't you introduce our guest? We got back to the show, man. Second time, my man Chuck Simon from Saratoga, New York, living in Miami, horse extraordinaire. He's in Louisville, Kentucky right now, preparing for the Kentucky Derby this week. You just get in there, right, Chuck? Yeah, man, we drove through SEC country. Are you Georgia, Tennessee, West? Kentucky. So, what do you, you mean you're prepared? West? Okay, I am not saying Executive West. That, that 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 place is haunted, so I'm not gonna go there. That's where I stayed the last. Howie, time what do you mean that he's preparing? Do you, do you have a horse there right now? Are you you got a, somebody <laughs> running? No, nah, man, I'm just preparing to party for the week. Yeah. So do you have any inside dope on which one of these horses is going to be uh, junked up with all the juice this weekend so we can place a wager? <laughs> the authorities would be upset if, if I acknowledge that question. but uh, That's all right. You can DM us. It's, it's, uh, it, it's a wide open race. It really is. There's about 12 horses that could win. So and I'll usually, you, you know, there's win. three or four, and then there's a lot of long shots. But this year, there, there's no big favorites and, uh, you know, plenty of chance for a big price. Have you ever witnessed any point shaving going on at any point? 
But we don't have our points. But, I, I get uh, it. It's a running joke of things. Chris Neff asking people saying. to commit felonies on the fucking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, you know, there's some jockeys that have done some strange things, but uh, I can't say personally because I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm bigger than, I'm closer to the horse's size than the jockey size. So. <laughs> have you ever seen some if, unusual things? Have you ever seen something in a race where a jockey does something like a, the jockey literally has the race won? All he's got to do is just stay on the horse. And all of a sudden you've seen him do some shady shit, like not necessarily water skiing, but he's pulling back pretty hard. And you're like, all right, something's up. Uh, I, I saw a jockey that, that had a race won a few years ago at Goldstream that wound up going over the rail. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that that was intentional because he almost got killed, but um, uh, it's uh, usually, uh, I think if anything is done in that manner, it's a little bit more subtle. I'll tell you what, a lot of horses have a chance to win. You know who doesn't have a chance to win? Uh, Number six, Messier, because that's who I like. So I expect that horse will probably break his leg on the way to the race tomorrow. So well, let's let's well, go over some is, uh, let's go over some of these names. Uh, you know, we got the, the long shots at the bottom. They're all like thirty to one. Classic Causeway, Tawny Port, Zozo, Ethereal Road, and then we got uh, Cyberknife at twenty to one. White Abaro at ten to one. Barber Road thirty to one. Simplification twenty to one. Taiba, 12 to 1, Pioneer of Media. All right, now, you don't one. have to read every horse. We, we can, I, can I ask you something, guys? <laughs> who is who has worse names? What lineup has worse names? A horse race or a black comedy night? <laughs> uh, I if, if Grenade Face is on the lineup, I'm going to go with the black comics. <laughs> grenade Face. That's so funny. Anyways, we lost our guest on that one. Um, so Over my head. She's here. Okay, um, let me ask you something. So I, I actually one time went gambling, uh, went to a horse race track. I don't know why horse racing isn't bigger. I feel like it's it's something that was really big for a while, and now it's become niche. It's such a fun thing to go do. Uh, why do you think it's lost some of its kind of allure? I, I think a lot of it's just poor management, yeah. just just lack of vision. Because the big racing days are great, and there's an anticipation to it, and uh, you know it's a chance that you can go out, you can have fun, you can party, and and you can come out with more money than you walked in with, which virtually no other sporting event you can say that about. Even though now you know there's a lot of betting on sports and stuff, but it's just not the same. Um, to me, honestly, I think that sports wagering has shown explosion in it has shown that there was money out there for gambling that the horse tracks just weren't getting and they weren't going to get all of that they if they got five percent of it you're talking a couple billion dollars you know what they bet in new york a week is insane and like i said not all that money could be converted but some of it could have been and i think it's just in a way it's an industry that kind of got stuck in the past and they had a monopoly i mean when, when when a group has a monopoly, they, they lose the incentive to to do things new, to look at new ideas. They just want to do it over and over and over again. And I think that's kind of what let, happened. To let them. me ask you a question on this, because I've been at the track before and I've gone to my TVG app and it's being wiped out by the local Wi-Fi because they will not let me put my bet on that app and they want me to go to the window. 
Does that still occur at certain tracks? It does. You, you know, if, if you like a lot of the, the apps are owned by the individual tracks, like Churchill owns twin spiders. Yeah. Uh, and out in California at Santa Anita or Golden Gate, that's owned by the Stronic group. They have uh, Express Bet. So they want you to bet on their app. They want to force you to get bet on your app. Honestly, if you turn your Wi-Fi off and, and just get it on your cell service, you can bet right there through whatever app you want. Right. But if you go through their Wi-Fi, they're going to block the competitors because they don't see it as you wagering and then making a little piece of it. They see it as you wagering through their competitor and the competitor making more, which, again, is kind of an archaic way of thinking about things. But, uh, you know, you kind of got to you got to work around it. But if you turn your Wi-Fi off and you just get it off your cell service, you can bet. Hell, you can bet overseas, whatever you want. Who do you recommend? What's the best app out there for people that want to bet on horses right now? Is it Twin Spires, TVG, DraftKings? Um, you know, Twin Spires is good. TVG is good. I mean, honestly, depending on how much you bet, if you bet a certain amount over a certain amount, they'll give you rebates. They'll give you money back at the end of, you know, volume. And just shop around because there's quite a few apps that, that you can – um, you can sign up with, and they're competitive. I mean, they want your money. If you if you're a major better, and I'm not talking like a guy that bets two hundred dollars a week. I'm talking about someone who bets in the thousands or tens of thousands. You How can get doing? a good deal by by shopping around your 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 signal. I know guys that bet a couple hundred thousand dollars a month, and they get uh, all the time. They get the competitors calling them up saying, "What what do we need to do to get you to bet with us?" Well, sticking with the financial aspect of it, Chuck, here's a question. Churchill Downs, which is where you are right now in Louisville, um, one of the oldest tracks in the world, uh, home of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Churchill Downs Incorporated, uh, stock symbol CHDN, is trading at $209 a share. This company has an $8 billion market cap. Uh, Just to give you the the, uh, success of this company, if you bought this stock back in 2016, you could have bought it for about 40 bucks a share. It's trading at over 200 right now. How come that particular stock uh, gambling related stock, why is that so successful compared to everything else in that industry? Well, they, they have diversified a lot. They, they own a lot of casinos. They own, they got into the e-gaming and, and, and they own a lot of different properties that aren't directly racing related. Um, but they've, they position themselves in the racing side and they got a little bit of lucky in that the legislature in Kentucky passed, um, passed a law that allowed them to have what's called uh, HHR, essentially they're slot machines. It's just kind of a, a workaround. And they've made a tremendous amount of money from those. Man, um, I'll say. It, it was, uh, you know, a huge windfall for them. And they've made a lot of good decisions, prudent decisions. They've, they've made investments in areas of growth that have grown. Uh, even during the, the COVID area, the, the, they, their uh, ADW twin spires like exploded dude, because people had nothing else to bet on and they were positioned to 
grabbed that market share and they did and 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 it shows in their stock price. Can it I ask a like, question? It sounds like they have unbelievable management because that stock's trading at 208, 209 and most of the big boys on Wall Street have targets at 250, 270. They love that company. Yeah, I mean, they just announced today or this week that they're going to make a, another $200 million investment in the property at at Churchill, on, you know, the, the, uh, the flagship. They're going to to build a kind of like a, uh, like a stadium around the paddock. Um, wow. You know, which is in the amount of revenue that they're going to be able to generate just from the Oaks and the Derby um, with that, because it's all premium seating and it's, you know, they'll probably have seat licenses or whatever race racing version of those would be. And it's just a company that's like you said, they, they've got really good management and they haven't always been a friend to racing. Um, as racing kind of gets put on the back burner in a little bit of, of, of a man in a way that, you know, they sold Arlington park last year and Chicago to the bears, uh, for a couple hundred million bucks. And that kind of caused some waves in racing because, you know, that's a beautiful track and it's a major area and yeah. you know, it's a track that had been around for a hundred years. So that caused some, some waves for, certainly, but. Well, but in 20, 2020 definitely killed them with earnings and revenue just because you couldn't even go to the track. So I right. could see them actually doing a, a nice bounce back, you know, and get to that 250 number, you know, in the next year. Not or so. even a so, bounce back. If you look at that chart, that thing's steadily gone up from 2015, yeah. man. Yeah. It's bizarre. That that chart is as good as any any stock <laughs> out there. Um, they, they also recently invested in, in a track in Virginia. Um, the, the company that they bought also has properties in Rochester, a casino in Rochester and, uh, a casino in North Dakota. And you would think, well, North Dakota, but if you're the only casino in an area, you're going to be really, really profitable. Like down in South Florida where I live, there's casinos everywhere. And the hard rock down there kills them, the Seminoles casino, because it's huge. It's got every amenity known to man. They can, you know, they pump out all the incentives and stuff, but there are a million, the, the competition is fierce. You're better off sometimes, and you're going to be more profitable with a place that doesn't have any competition. You're the only game in town, and, and they've, they've really done really well with that, and I wish I'd bought stock in them. Yeah, the Howie's, Howie's right. They were trading at uh, 144 in January of 2020. COVID comes, they dropped to 100, and the chart has just since then been moving steadily up, and now they're trading at $208. So I definitely see room room for this to keep moving, you know, in an upward trajectory. Yeah, it's a great uh, I just great wanted to company. say real quick that is there any um, worry that a, a black market could uh, form because of legalized gambling and the taxes that are involved with legalized gambling. We've seen this with weed. They legalize weed. These these weed shops can't compete because there's so much taxes. They're actually selling their weed on the side to drug dealers or weed dealers to go old school house to house. Is that a concern that like if you create legalized gambling and you tax it, that people are just going to go back to bookies? And is that illegal? Now that gambling's legal... Can I be a bookie? You know, you can't be a bookie because you, you need to, to pay the state yeah. you be a fee in order. And the licenses are 
ridiculous. I think your question is a good one. And when you look at what New York is is, is charging, New York has like a 52% tax rate. And Jersey Nuts. next door is like 12% or 13%. So yeah. there was a question, did they go overboard uh, with that tax rate? And the market is so fertile that nobody blinked and everybody was desperate to get in and the numbers have been like staggering. So I guess at some point we're going to get to um, a market that, that is no longer have, have huge growth. But every time we think that the politicians are going to tax them to death or there's going to be too many uh, outfits, the big ones just keep eating them up. And, and the DraftKings and, um, and a couple of the other ones, they, they just, you know, Churchill is funny, but talk about Churchill, Churchill actually – will dip their toe in the sports wagering market a little bit. Uh, and I think then they figured out that they just aren't a big enough boy uh, in the, the block that they have to um, try to sell their wares at. There was some, you know, the two big ones and, and they just weren't willing to, to spend the acquisition. They were, they were spending like $700 per customer acquisition price, which is just like insane. Yeah, I will speak on Sam's question because a lot of people uh, may or may not know, but I used to be a bookie and uh, I used to operate with offshore sites and there's always going to be illegal gambling because it's mob controlled and there's people that have been in, in the industry forever and they're not going to let it go. And the enticement factor to their clients is you don't have to pay taxes because if you win, we're going to send you a FedEx envelope of cash and uh, vice versa. If you lose, you're going to pay up. So the thing that's difficult in that industry is staying on the curve with the DraftKings, the FanDuel's with engagement and uh, new betting opportunities like daily fantasy sports, live betting. But the reality is the bookies have already caught up with that because they outsource uh, offshore websites that have all of those features. So the answer to your question, Sam, is yes, that business is never going away. The dark arts of, of sports gambling and the mafia and not even the mafia, just people that want to take the opportunity is always going to exist. But about five years ago, there was a huge bust in Los Angeles for a company that was running an offshore book that was licensing on their websites to all these underground gamblers. So the risk is this. Yes, you can do that with, um, you know, a, a private individual, but if they go down, you have to worry about getting paid. So that's yeah, the attraction. Chris, Chris, in New York, nobody's using those anymore. Those are done. I mean, that's, that yeah, you know, that's not exactly true. I, I actually trained for a guy who was a bookmaker in a, in, in a, a metro area in New York city in, in that within 90 miles of there, I should say. And in the beginning, he was a little bit nervous because nobody knew how it was going to be accepted. But the thing about the corporate books is this, is they don't want any winners. They want no winners. And he had some big clients that had been with him for years and the guys were losers. They would always lose, but you know, they'd win enough to, to stay interested. And they started going over to the Meadowlands and betting there. And he had a guy, he told me guy owns gas stations and he was good for 15, $20,000 a weekend betting football. And he said, Chuck, the guy really wasn't any good. And he bet nine games. He, he wasn't a guy that you were really ever afraid was going to beat you in the long run. He might beat you over a weekend. He might beat you over a couple, but he's, he's going to give it back. And he said, this guy went over there and he lost him for about a month. And then the guy had a really good weekend and he went back the next weekend 
and the, uh, the the manager of the book told him we're not taking your action anymore. What? And he came back to the Holy you know shit. the old time old school book, and he brought other guys who were in that same situation wow. with them. And one of the other things that you know the old time books will do is they'll let you bet on credit, especially once you've You're established right. yourself with them. Yes, that's a good and. Point. You know, and the guy said, he goes, they're so stupid in that he goes, I know it's an algorithm thing, but he goes, this guy is never going to beat you. He's never going to beat you. He goes, you can't beat them betting the same amount on seven or eight, nine different games every single week. He goes, yeah. you, you just can't do it. He didn't have a, a, a favorite game or he would bet, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollar parlays or whatever. And like it, it would be, you know, so. Yeah, I will yeah, attest that, to this that's as well. Always exist. I will point. attest to good this point. as well. I when I was booking for uh, somebody underground, we got hit because we had some guys coming in and betting soccer, and they just kept smashing it, and they were uh, basically uh, middling bets. And uh, the, the, the guy I was working with said, cut him off. He said, he's a sharp. We don't want his fucking action. So that is the downside to working with an underground book. You walk into MGM or you walk into Caesars, the lines there, they're going to take your action no matter what. So it is a risk. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That is true. Until you win though. But if you keep winning, they'll cut you off. So who do you like this weekend in this race? And what should we, when we're going in the bet, what are some things we should look for when betting horses? Because I did have a great time when I went with my buddy, and I don't know why I haven't been back. I should go back when my schedule opens up, which should be about 15, 16 years from now. But when it opens up, I should go back. And uh, what are things I should look for when betting horses? It's kind of like saying, what, what are things I should look for when I'm, I'm picking out stocks? You know, it's it's a wide open thing. It depends on the track. It depends on the type of race. Um, I, I would tend to look for people who are specialists, trainers that are specialists, that, that, that are really good at one thing um, and maybe not so good at, at something else, meaning a, a guy that specializes in turf horses or maybe a guy that's good with fillies or maybe a guy that's good with sprinters and, and, and follow them and kind of ride that wagon. And when they run horses in other races that they're not really as good at, just ignore them. Just, just don't worry about them because a lot of people don't see the fact that they're really, you know, excellent. They're winning 23% with Spring yeah. horses, short races, but they're winning seven percent with dirt horse, you know, route horses. So you just want to try to, you know, follow the upward trend and stay away. It's it's all about playing percentages. I mean, you might go into a race and and have two or three horses that you're you're kind of thinking they all have a chance, and one of them is uh, even money, one of them's two to one, one of them's ten to one. Well, your 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 choice is made. You bet the ten to one shot. You, know, yeah. the, you, you push on the 10 to one shot. You don't spread, you push yeah. because when you do score, make a make win, you're going to make a score. And I think that's one of the mistakes people make in, in betting horses is that they're too willing to spread because they want to cash the ticket. It's not about cashing tickets, it's about cashing big tickets. That's right, baby. That's right. It's like hitting a 30 to one. That's what you want. Speaking of that, that, I was up in Saratoga this past weekend with all your degenerate buddies. Um, I ran. Is Spears coming? I think Spears said he's coming down. He's in Kentucky. 
And I, I believe he's heading to Knoxville for not Knoxville. No one goes to Knoxville. Um, Nashville. He's going to Nashville for a couple days, and he's coming he, back for the Oaks and the Derby. But I don't believe he has tickets, so we're kind of looking. Tickets. Of course, he doesn't have tickets, but he'll be calling you like, "Hey, Chuck, Chuck, well, 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 well. yeah." I love the fact there's people. My kids with me. We're sitting there eating, and he's got it. And you'll love this, Sam. This is a nice Pfizer story. I think the year they came out with Viagra, um, <laughs> I had a buddy that worked. at. He started selling, so he gave me, like, a package of six Viagra. We didn't even know what the hell they were. In seventh race, I just handed them out to everybody and, like, took a Viagra. And Spears is telling this story about how, like, there was maybe one minute to go before the race, there was five people in front of me and two of them were like 75 year old ladies. And I know handed it, man. I just started poking this lady from behind uh, to move her out of the way so I could get the bed in. And uh, Spears feels the need to tell that story to fucking everybody. Yeah. I mean, how are you definitely, definitely had a, a moment where I called chicken boner where you take a, a boner pill and you see who can get the boner in the worst moment. And you definitely won. <laughs> Hey, man. This lady was 75 years old, and I literally almost picked her up. No hands. Hey, dude. Snow on the roof. Fire in the furnace, buddy. That's how it goes. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on the show, dude. We really appreciate it, man. Yeah, Chuck. That was awesome. Anytime, guys. And listen, Absolutely. I got something for you guys. I'm going to talk to Howie about it. You guys are going to want to have this guy on your show because it's something that's new. It's innovative. It's a, a, a real kind of blockchain investment, and it has to do with horses. Uh, and it's, oh, it's just getting rolled out now. It's in crypto? Yeah. yeah. We'd love to have it, okay. dude. Let All us right. know. Yeah. Keep us posted, Chuck. Chuck, thanks yes. for coming on. Good luck. All right. Take All right, care, buddy. Have a great weekend. Have a I'll great weekend, dude. Take it easy, Later. Chuck. Peace. Thanks for having Chuck on. That was a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Cool guy. Chuck's killed a couple hookers in his day. Would we all agree on that? <laughs> They're under the bed. Okay. Most definitely. So let's uh, wrap it up here. Let's get it going. Let's do our. Okay. We got some questions we need to answer. Okay. We'll do like three questions and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I got a big hoop game tonight. It's going to be tough, man. We play the first place team. You're 50. You're 50. Stop. Go on. Okay. Uh, First of all, this comes from the Discord. Um, Neffers asks, ask Sam if he would consider a flamethrower for a future buy recommendation. 100%, bro. 100%. Now, if you can make that thing solar power, now you're cooking with gas. Solar powered flamethrower. <laughs> See if you can make it happen. <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense. Just trust I, me, it, the technology is possible. I don't know. Okay, this comes from Nick underscore KJ7QEB. I'm down 32% on Ford, NVIDIA, and AMD. I think they're solid companies. I'm more of a buy and hold guy, three to six months minimum. Should I be worried or just patient? Um, No, buy more. I mean, I don't know. You have two out of those three are semiconductors, so... You're, you're heavy right there with one specific uh, type of tech. Um, but no, I mean, all three are solid. Buy as much Ford as you can right now because it's headed back up. Okay. Silent DJ asks, does Howie actually think Tesla doesn't make any money on cars? Or is it like Sam's wishful thinking and says Pfizer stock is going to dump because they do evil shit? But if he could break down his position with data, that would be great. Johnny, make sure you fact check that boomer. Okay, uh, first of all, that was very passive-aggressive with data like you fuck. 
Okay. Yeah, data. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, well, this is a show about feel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See how much money it. that makes you. Yeah. Oh, I've Sam's done well. Feel. Don't worry uh-huh. about that. Sure. Don't worry about that. Sure. So Howie, talk to us. You don't have yeah, to do data. I mean, data. Tesla. No, man, they don't make money on their cars. That Tesla makes more money on grants from the government. What are you talking about, kid? That's where they're making their cash. They're not making shit on cars yeah, yet. Come on. The Clippers about? might actually get to beat somebody. That would yeah, be nice. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ha, ha, ha. This guy's Clippers baseball bat. Yeah, he's yeah, threatening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did they not make the playoffs? Jesus. Well, they made the playing game. Their number one player that eats up $40 million of their cap didn't play a single game. Well, and then okay. their second best player got fucking hit on COVID bullshit, which so was just ridiculous. Stu- stupid. Next All question. right. Silent DJ asks, is Sam still holding his SHIB position? Will he write it to zero? Does he yeah. buy any meme tokens that are on the XRP ledger, such as XR SHIB? I do not. I'm pretty much holding on my position. Yeah, he's not fucking with SHIB anymore. He's not getting more into SHIB. I'm not. I'm not yeah. buying more ship. I'm no, in that's my, what I'm saying. I'm saying like they're asking if you're getting no, into any no of more other ship. ship none of that stuff. No. I'm sitting on my position. Uh, We've I put had a, enough of ship. I have enough ship, and I'm just gonna hold it to see if it goes. Fucking. I guess that's what I'm doing now too. You can sell it, Johnny. You don't well, have no, to. No, but I mean, it's so much less than when my I, crypto. It's so okay. Much, <laughs> it's so much less than when I bought in. Now. I'm yeah, I know. It. So they keep talking about burning it. They keep talking about staking it. That's so, the word. We'll see. So, I mean, I just think you're not going to see huge jumps in crypto until a lot of stuff starts to settle down. People are getting really weird about their money right now, which they should. And I just, I listen, man, you want to get out of a bunch of stuff? I totally understand. I'm holding some of my positions. I think, you know, uh, my, uh, there's a couple of these like metaverse tokens I have, mana, polygon those will grow as that universe grows in my humble opinion right now it's just like nfts aren't doing well why because what are you going to do with an nft right now what is the purpose of an nft that will grow as the metaverse grows that's just the way it is and you see the guy that bought the nft of the Num- the first tweet ever, and he bought for $2.9 million. Yeah, we talked about this last <laughs> yeah, week we did while you were gone. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, Chris. Am I not allowed to bring it up? The no, point no, no, is... No. Just, I, I was just going to continue the conversation because we, we went over the numbers. It was $1.9 million, Johnny, I believe. 2.9, was I think, something like that. Yeah. And listed at for two seventy. Yeah, yeah. Bought it. That was yeah. the highest bid. See, if I was that guy, I would just, I would be like, hold it. Like if you have enough money, well, yeah, he ain't gonna sell it for two hundred dollars. No, why? Uh, yeah. We should just hold it and like see where it goes. Now, if Twitter somehow survives this chaos that's coming through and it doesn't just become like a zombie wasteland, do you think that might happen? Really? I mean, like, I, I feel like it's invigorated by this stuff. Well, you we'll don't? see. I mean, like, we'll see. We'll okay. see what happens. Well, this, right, and, and can we say now? More. Can I? Sorry, can we say right now though? That how this Twitter thing that that's how we'll judge Elon. Can we agree ahead of time instead of people coming up with new shit later? Can we be like, hey, if he fucking tanks Twitter right. and makes it a like takes ruins Section Two Thirty, then we can then, condemn then he'll him. be seen as. But the bad if he guy. doesn't, and 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 Twitter becomes this free speech safe haven, 
you know, a safe zone for I mean, free speech. Has let's, he let's actually give him some credit for it. officially bought it? Like that's no, what no, makes no, me no, suspect no, no, no. the they're, whole they're, thing. There are short sellers lining up on the other side of it, actually thinking it might. Yeah, he's fall trying through. to find money right now. He does not have the funding he we originally thought he did. Okay, but, let's keep moving because we got a, uh, some good ones here. Scott from Twitter asks, "What's the over under for Sam shooting his dick off with that crossbow?" Zero. Okay. Yeah, it's hard uh, to shoot your dick off with a crossbow just because of how long it is. Yeah, and and how okay. short his dick is. Another another crossbow related uh, question from uh, Kilo Crypto on Twitter during the apocalypse, and Sam is on his dirt bike with his chick on the back with a crossbow. Yeah. Where yeah. will Ghost and Ninja be? Well, Perhaps a sidecar on the dirt bike. Oh, that might be a great thing—a sidecar, or depending on when it happens, they may have their own <laughs> dirt bike and one I'm. Driving it, the other one shooting their own crossbows. Okay, Daily Dumbass asks, can Sam recommend a good Switchblade brand? Yeah, dude, yes. Go to bladeops.com. They have a bunch of great Switchblades there. When I walk my dog. <laughs> of course you have a... That's so funny that you know I've like a website. I've seen that thing. I've so seen funny. that thing. And that is a dangerous fucking weapon. Thank you, dude. Say my name. Say my name. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. This is for Howie. That. Crypto Doss from Twitter asks, hey, Cash Daddies. Howie, please, can you talk about what you factor in when setting a stop loss? Do you set the price based more on percentage or market structure? Can you give me an example, please? Yeah, absolutely percentage. Um, you know, it's it's when, when we sold plug, it, it went from you know, 14 straight up to 31, 32, too fast. If a stack goes up too fast, you got to put a stop loss in. And I usually put it in uh, 10, 12, 15% below where the high is or where it's trading that day. You want to make sure that once you lock, you, you lock in a profit, that's the key. You got to set a goal and lock in a profit. So you okay. got to set that thing in eight, 10, 12% below. Okay, Blood Milk Sky on Instagram asks, how far down will Bitcoin go? I mean, dude, it could go down a lot. It could yeah. skyrocket. It, it, you know, it's it's like, it's very volatile at this point because we live in volatile times. So, I mean, personally, you know, I think people should hold their crypto when shit gets crazy, but it's obvious that people freak out and sell it and are day trading it and that's out of my hand so it's like it's going to be a slow grind i mean but how he says it could go down to nothing so you know the future is uh unknown so okay this is from real dan moss this is an important question he says how do you win a bidding war for a house in the current market show some tit take a patch in the eye cash offer that's a great question dude that's a great, I mean, cash seems to be it. And there's actually institutions, there's actually businesses now that will help you walk in with cash for like yeah. a, per, uh, a point. It's like 1%. You give them 1%. And I agree. If you're getting bid out, you might want to consider that and give up 1% of the purchase price to have that cash secured because it is still a war out there. And my friend just sold a house in Tennessee. They listed it for 1.1 million. It sold for over two. 250,000. So, so I mean, like, here's the big thing again is if you're thinking about selling your house, you should ask who is buying it. And if you can sell it to a family, sell it to a family. I'm just telling you, man, we're going to look back on this and it's going to be gross. And I think people should also try to figure out who they're renting from. 
There's these fucking giant firms. BlackRock is now officially owns more family houses than anybody else in the world, in the country. It's not no, good. They're, okay. they're like third or fourth. I think Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan actually own more, but I will give you a stat. There's a, there's like 130, 140,000 homes in the United States and the conglomerates own about 300,000 of them. So uh, basically these companies own about 2% right now of all of the domestic homes in the country. So it's about 2%. The only thing I will say, and, and this is what Sam has said before, 10 years ago, it was zero. So it's definitely up to 2%. Okay, um, two more questions, because I know we're short on time. Yes. Uh, Barnes and the Kid from um, Instagram asked, do J- July 17.5 calls on TCN have any chances of growing legs again? It is my pick. I am down on it. They are reporting May 10th. So I'm playing this through their earnings. We would need to see a 20% jump uh, to make uh, any money. I will freely admit I got this wrong so far. I'm down about 80%. But if they see a 15 to 20% pop, you're back in the money. So you got to play this one at least through earnings at this point. And lastly, everybody, everybody uh, is up on their, go ahead. Everybody's up on their DSX calls. You're up yeah, right now. Correct. So DSX did have a monster today, day to day. I am up as well. This comes from Sammy 6392. Have we bottomed out on S and P or do you anticipate more downside? Also bring back the Grinch. How do you want to answer the first part? Yeah. I mean, we're going to, we're seeing a lot of dead cat bounces here, but no, we're going lower. We're okay, going and, lower. And as for the Grinch, my goal is to get him back on touch, but which we're going to talk about on the Patreon, but I think we should wrap questions up because we're running a little long. Yeah. I don't have, have a problem. If you want to take a look at the three memes of the week, cause there's only really three of them. All right, let's do that. And as Johnny's looking up the memes of the week, yes, the Patreon is live and people are already excited about it. I'm very, I'm very excited that amazing these guys got it going. Like it's already a lot doing of people well. signed up. Yeah, everybody signed up for Howie's newsletter too. Everybody so I mean, you up get, so you get for five bucks, you get a classic touch bud. Right now, it's once a week, or is it once every other week? It let's will be set, every night at some point. At some let's point, set Chris. the table. Let's set the table. Here's what you get if you want to spend five bucks. I am going to be doing touch bud twice a week with Dave Sarah, who is a mod from the Cash Daddy's Discord. And just to give you like an idea, we're going to be doing live streaming. So anybody that's in the Patreon, you get to come in, ask us questions. The other bonus of being in the Patreon is that if you ask a question, that's going to get priority for the show, this show, the general show. And on top of that, Howie is going to talk about how his newsletter works. So I'll roll it over to him. Yeah, guys, every Monday, you're going to get a newsletter. Letter. It's going to tell you what to look out for in the markets. It's going to talk about different trends. We're going to talk about everything. Uh, during the week, I'm going to come out, fire off a video. Guys, I'm going to be sending videos from Wall Street. I'm going to be going down, hanging out with the big bull, firing off videos. Uh, you're going to get a ton of stuff. I'm going to have love some, it. Uh, yeah, and if you're a member, on. I'm going to have experts. I got a team of guys that work for three big firms helping me out on this. Basically, it's, it's going to be... Uh, 
a lot of laughs, but dead serious about banking fatties. Respect. Yes. And, and the goal here is for us to get you the information faster. So if Howie makes a play, he's going to drop it on the Patreon and say, I just bought this at X. Here's the strike. Here's the call. Uh, jump on the train. He's also going to let you know when when he sells. So you're going to have yeah. that information faster. Johnny, just, Johnny. Yeah. You're uh, making better love. Is that at ever going to see the light of day? No. 10 minutes, Johnny, no. <laughs> making better love, how to do it. That's not eye contact, thing. slow grinding, anything. It's not, there's not yeah, a tier for I that. Wanna I want to learn. That's at the $5,000 tier. That's at the $5,000. Do month it. Tier. Shoot it. Shoot your okay. shot, Johnny. Yeah. Okay. So if I could also make an announcement, TouchBot is going to be Sunday, 6.30 PST, and it will be every other Sunday. So right now we're scheduled for May 8th and May 22nd. And if you just want a taste of what we're going to be discussing. You said discussing you were just doing week, two a week. Now you're going no, two months? No, it's two a month. If I said week, I made a, a mistake. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay, so right now it's scheduled for twice a month. And if you want a teaser of what we're going to be discussing this weekend, we're going to be discussing um, if, you, if you've watched your favorite porn star in a bi-curious sexual act and if that makes you gay or not. We're also going to be discussing <laughs> how to identify specific breeds of cats just by looking at their, their buttholes. Sounds so amazing. Sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. I can, so, I can dude, so winner, true. winner. Chicken dinner to the five dollars. So they'll, they'll be racing to sign oh, up for Patreon. Cannot now. wait for that. That's gonna be great. Hot talk between PST. hot guys. One of them wants to be a hot girl. So that's how no, it's no, gonna no. go. There's, I'm not gonna give away the show, but there is a lot of you people just saying, gave away the show. Chris, you, no, no, no. you might as well just go. Talk. You might as well just go talk to yourself in the closet because <laughs> that's gonna be about as many people as gonna be no, wanting no, to hear no. about cat the way this happened is, you know, everybody's got a favorite porn star, right? And yeah. once you watch their entire catalog, you, I don't get watch to the darker, you get to the darker end of the catalog and you're like, oh, okay, she's with two guys, but now the guys are into each other too and she's playing along. And okay. Is this how it started? Right. Is this how you found out, Chris? That, that Neff's inner voice just came outside, <laughs> everybody. Neff's inner voice came outside. Okay, final picks. Let's go wrap it up. Final picks. Here we go. Who's Chris going? Neff, you go, go ahead, Neff. Um, you I'm have one minute. I, I'm averaging down on Disney because I like them long. And I also think now is the time to buy Netflix. Um, I think Netflix is going to turn it around from here. It's a long play. But if you look at that PE ratio, it has dropped significantly from where it was. Uh, excuse me. It is, they're trading at 17, the PE. I think this company is going to do everything they can to shut down password sharing. I don't really think that is the story of why they were losing money. I think that's the the, the spin they put on it. Yeah. But I think there's going to be Netflix with ads, Netflix premium. And I think this stock has room to run uh, in a long term. I don't think it's going away. And I think there's value in it right now. All right. I, I'll go with mine now. Uh, let's see. I got a text from Chris Neff. One of the first texts I actually got from Chris Neff last year, maybe the year before, and he said, hey, dude, uh, DraftKings, great long-term play. Uh, the cost, DraftKings, I got in at $49.30. It's now at uh, $15.05. 
But it's got a lot of buy ratings on it. So I'm going to say let's get into DraftKings now at $15. Really? At this point? After, it does, yeah. after the NFL's done and yeah, we're, it does. I we're think, coming to I think the end? This is where you want to buy it, Sammy. Buy on the bad news. Sell on the good, I baby. I think it might finally be time to... Uh, all right, Great interesting, price. Johnny. So it's at fifteen. Yeah. Buy it, bang, bang, pow. Yeah, I'm like seventy percent down on it. Sound no, effects no on the show. Bang, bang, pow. I like it. Quick like announcement uh, about sound effects. I'm putting it out there. If the readers want to create a touch butt intro, please DM me. Okay, thank you. Next up, Howie. What is your pick? Real quick, something you got to buy. You got to add it to your portfolio. Add it today. BBH. It's an ETF with 10, 12 biotech companies in it. Uh, it was at 223. It's trading at 149. Uh, you got to buy it. You got to own it. It's just a, it's at a great price now. BBH. This is Vanek Bio Biotech. How is that what yep. this is? Okay. Okay, Sam. Uh, okay, man. So, I mean, my whole pick is precious metals, uh, gold, silver. It's like, uh, the, it's like the kid that didn't do his homework in class. I did. You know? this, is, this is what I... And the I, teacher I, calls on him. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, the, yeah, the book, what, what, what was the book called? Uh, so oh, yeah, yeah. Could you yeah. tell us, you tell us about... What was Tom Sawyer about? Okay. Well, he caught, about he caught Tom. him. He was trying I to run into the ride. I am a precious metal guy. I am paying off. So my I, pick Again, I, I went to Wolf's uh, Gold and Silver, and I bought some uh, silver, and I'm going to be purchasing more gold coming up in the near future, and I am big in to precious metals, and I'm not going to be selling them. I'm either going to – I'm holding them for value uh, so that either when the zombie apocalypse happens and I can bribe people with my gold and silver, or yeah. I'm going to be handing them down to Ghost and Ninja so that they can turn around and sell it and I can not feel like a giant piece of shit that left them nothing. So those are my goals, and uh, that are that's my pick, Precious Metal. Johnny, you got those memes ready? Because I, I think I, I only sent you four. Okay. I, I got more than four, I think. Neff like has five, done right? it again. Nice long show. I got six okay. here or seven. All right, one, two, three. All right, show show three. Okay, here here we go. Okay, but did somebody make this? Yeah. Or is this something you saw on the internet? No, this is a Discord submission from Tommy the Deal. Are you sure? Because I saw this on Twitter, and uh, I, I I don't know. Well, I well he oh challenge. We've challenged your meme. Yeah, Tommy, okay. Prove push it. it to next week. Show he's got, your work. He's got to show that he made that because I think that might be a meme out there. So okay. I don't want to be next. disrespectful. This one. Okay, this is pretty good. This is from spe special needs blowtorch sixty eight. Johnny, can you read it for us? <laughs> it's it's got uh, the empty nest uh, logo at the top. And then in the middle, it's got the uh, what would San you say? Diego chicken. Yeah, the San Diego chicken. Uh, the the mascot head is on the couch, and then the feet are tucked away into a closet along with the rest of the costume, next to what looks like some uh, lubricant and yeah. a, quite a large uh, green dildo. Okay, why? Why? What is the story behind this? And then uh, at the bottom, it's got Chris Neff making a sad face, saying. Farewell, Dan Diego. I hardly fucked ye. <laughs> now seeking applicants for new Dan. And then it's got a, you know, a Craigslist listing for okay. uh, wanted roommate. Okay, so, uh, 
Basically, it's a callback. The readers are saying, where is Dan Diego? They think it's the guy that lives in my bathroom and they were missing Dan Diego and they want Dan Diego back. Okay. All now, right. I, I, did we, have we done a Carmen San Diego uh, a crossover? With I know. I think I, I said Sandy. I was supposed to say San Diego and I said Dan Diego. Where no, I did that. I oh, thought yeah. you okay. said that. So oh, thank okay. you for claiming the retardation. Next up, no, Magic Mirror this, on the wall. This is a... Uh, <laughs> Who's a special news? <laughs> That's a great one. That I think is in the lead. Even okay, though, what does it say, Johnny? It's it's got uh, the uh, you know of course from Snow White. It's got the uh, the witch in the, in the mirror going uh, magic mirror on the wall. Who's the special neediest of them all? And then it's got you from last week making what can only be described as a special needs face, along with your mirror that says cat cunt. Special need person. Uh, it's super bottom. funny. It's super funny. I like it. Next. I don't quite understand why we've got... I'll tell you why he's a cunt. No, because he is, sat my seat. I don't know who fucking greenlit that. <laughs> By the way, you can use the mirror while I'm not there if you need okay, it. Okay, next up. <laughs> this one you got to play. Oh, is this a video? Okay. Yep. This is Howie. Oh, this is the meme, but... <laughs> What the? I don't. No, no. What are what are we getting from this? That's how he responding to Elon saying he's going to buy Twitter and being wrong. That was the joke. How are we supposed to know that? Next, next. Okay. How are we supposed to know that? We're not. That's why it's because you're not in the Discord. You don't go deep, bro. Well, why would you put this in here if it doesn't make any sense? It doesn't. Next. Next. This is me being happy about being right about Twitter. Okay. Next. Who you got to play the video though? No, dude. Next, it's, next. It's, it's it's dude. It's American Psycho. But okay. that is not a meme. Next. Okay, so who wins? No, yikes. Oh no, that's that's something I had to say. Uh, and then here's one more: the U.S. dollar, and then it's being held up by nothing. Laughing my ass off. Okay, that is funny, but it's it's it just doesn't work. Yeah, it's got to be this again. And I assume no, this. No, I mean, what's the what? other one? No, of course it's this. I mean that's well, not that's bad. not bad. Yeah, that's not. But bad. But they're both from the same guy. Are they? Yeah, yeah. No, they're both from uh, special needs. I mean, we uh, tell we tell Neff, pick what? How many did we say? Three. You said three, and he goes with six. And like three of them were not not an upstanding. Neff's meme of the week is like his gay sex. Give him an inch, he takes a mile. Am I right? <laughs> Give him an inch. I'll he take wants all I can get, buddy. All right, guys. This has been another. Wait, wait. Who won? Uh, I mean, special needs blowtorch. Give it to, that, one. Give it to it's that, gotta guy. Be that one, right? Okay. But, hold that. on. But the greatest thing ever, the greatest worst thing ever had to be whoever made the showgirls Chris and F thing. Oh yeah. Chris <laughs> is the most special needs stripper ever. And it just was so perfect. By the way, if you guys are going to use that reface app, at least pay for the premium. So we don't have to look at all that stand with Ukraine shit. I haven't seen this. What is this that you're talking about? Oh, he's, he's fucking with us. Okay. Gotta go. Sorry about that. <laughs> Neff. you know, this game you're playing. Hey, nice try, buddy. Failed miserably yet again. Props though. Props, Howie, nice uh, uh, good luck on your, with your Patreon. Good luck. Chris and uh, we will. Yeah, how we stay on. Uh, well, Sam, what yeah, is your contribution to the Patreon again? I forget. Uh, it's called Cash Daddies. I created Thank it. Thank you, uh, guys. Great show. Love you guys. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. <laughs>